You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, I did something pretty cool that I think is going to help you out a lot. So right now, we're in an interesting time where uh, we are kind of forced to be at home and uh, the circumstances that are happening around the world. And if you're listening to this and this is all over for you, don't worry, this episode is still going to help you. You know, right now, the best we could do is do some online dating, right? We cannot go out there into the world and meet people in person eventually. We will be able to, but for now, that's not possible. So you need to be working on your online dating game. You need to be working on meeting as many women as you can. And this is a good time to start learning and understanding how to create a profile that is going to be really, really attractive, okay? With your pictures, with your bio, everything. And you need to be going on dating apps. You need to be going on dating sites. You need to be really rocking it out and setting up what's called virtual dates. Okay, They're called virtual dates. That means that instead of meeting women in person, you can meet women over the phone. So the date is going to be over the phone. Now, for those of you listening, post-quarantine time, this episode is still going to be helpful for you because it's going to still teach you everything you need to know about online dating. So what I basically did here is I took a best of. So I had about five or six episodes in this large catalog of podcasts where we talk about online dating. I've interviewed some experts. And what I did is I combined the best of of these episodes and made a little compilation for you with all of my favorite and best advice in terms of online dating. So you're going to hear a lot of different stuff from me, from other experts, and it's going to be compiled into this episode. So this is one of those, again, note-taking episodes. What you're going to want to do is is take notes and really follow the step-by-step practical instructions that are here on this episode to really master online dating. And just so you know, coaching is still available. That's right. If you go to coachedbytrip.com, you can apply today. You and I wouldn't start for about four to five weeks anyway. So if anyone's worried about not being able to go out there and meet women, that's okay. We'll start a little bit later on. So then when the world is coming back to normal, we will start our coaching. But at least you can be set and in the calendar for the Trip Advice program. So I highly recommend that you don't wait. Don't wait four to five weeks because then you'll be waiting even longer for us to work together because of the long list of people who do apply. So you can apply at coachedbytrip.com. Please fill out the application to the most that you can, meaning no one-word sentences and really explaining to me what's going on in your dating life so I can understand. Then you and I can get on a phone call. We can talk about it. We can dissect what's going on and then see which program is going to be best for you in terms of having the active dating life that you want. So if you're looking for a relationship or you just want some casual flings, whatever it is that you're looking for in your dating life, I'm here to help you. And I'm really excited to announce that even one of my clients recently, uh, we had a goal together. So we said that, okay, his goal was to meet a new woman every month that we're working together. And on our last coaching session, he told me, wow, we really accomplished our goal. He met a new woman every single month that we were working together. And he was very, very happy about it. 
And this is what I do for you guys. I get you results. So if you feel like this podcast speaks to you, if you feel like this is something that's been helping you, imagine what we can do when we're on the phone together. Very excited at the chance of working with you. So go to coachedbytrip.com and apply today. In the meantime, this is the episode that's going to help you with your online dating profile and bio and messaging and helping you in terms of killing it virtually right now since it's not so easy to go outside and meet people in person. Take notes, check it out. Here we go. And uh, some of the interesting statistics that Brunch's team were this. This is what they found. They found that profiles without pictures were 20 times less likely to be considered. Now, I hope that's fairly obvious, right? It's the same thing for you. And a, a lot of this should be kind of intuitive. Like, I want you to think about what you would want in a profile and, and think about it that way, but not for everything, but just some of the more obvious ones like this, like pictures. Like, the more pictures you're going to see of a girl, you know, the more you're able to know if you're attracted to her. So, same thing for you. You want to have not just one picture, but multiple pictures. And if you want to go even further into this, I mean, you can go online and look. There's a lot of other studies that have been done that have shown you know, the different types of pictures that do the best. Um, But try to stay authentic and not just do the ones that they say do well. For example, I guess if you have a baby in your hands or a puppy, great. If you have a a dog, maybe it's good to do a picture of that. If you have a nephew or your own kid, fine, do a picture of that. But don't just hold your friend's baby so you can put it on a profile picture. It's just going to not be good for the long run, okay? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to focus on some of the pictures uh, that you can put up that show different sides of you and make sure that you have you know, at least four to five on there so people can get to know who you are. Okay. So I have a question for you. Sure. When you see someone's profile or you're looking to help someone, you look through all of their pictures first, right? Yes. Well, me as just me. Yeah. Just anyone, the collective you. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. We all look at pictures first. Now, let's say you're looking at someone and you're like, oh yeah, she's really cute. And then you get to the second picture and you're like, mm, she's still pretty cute. And then you get to the third, fourth, fifth, and you're like, mm, I don't know. Not so much. Not so much. So a lot of people have a tendency to put just entirely too many pictures online, right? I actually like that Tinder limits you to six pictures because that's an appropriate number. Match.com allows 26. That's an inappropriate number. Whoa. So all I have to say is make sure you're not putting too many pictures up there because a woman will look at your profile, find the one that she doesn't like, just like you'll do, and not email you because of it. And I don't want you to do that to people. So please, I know you think you look cute with the big fish and the ski mask where no one can see your face. But the point is, just have a few pictures. I recommend three to five where you can actually see your face and you look you look like you would be enjoy an enjoyable person to meet. Like I see a lot of scowling pictures and I'm thinking who would want to meet someone who only has a scowl on his face? Show people who you really are because human nature has a tendency to fill in the gaps of information with the worst possible assumption. Your profile pictures themselves, uh, primarily your first profile picture, is really going to have like the biggest impact on your number of matches that you get. And so I look at it like a, almost like a marketing funnel where you're, you know, you're starting at the top and if you can get more people through, you know, down to the next level, down to the next level, down to the next level, then finally you, you know, close or make a sale or whatever, and which is getting a date. So like, I think the first thing to get more matches is like getting your pictures on point. 
right? Would you yeah, agree? definitely. Yeah. And I think also getting feedback from other people is so important because trust me, guys do not know what pictures of themselves look good. Like they have no idea sometimes just from, just from Tinder society, you know, like, and I think, and maybe women too, but it's just like, you need some other kind of outside feedback on what is your best picture. I want to just mention that there are a few things that I know are turnoffs to women that I've heard multiple times. Uh, one of those being a shirtless guy. So if you have a shirt off, even if you have a great body, a lot of girls think, you know, even though you have a great body, that uh, you might be a little bit arrogant and it's not as attractive as you might think. Now, again, this is where the opposite of intu- intuition comes in. This is kind of counterintuitive. You might think, well, if a girl's kind of more naked, then I'm going to be attracted to her and want to swipe on her. So shouldn't she for men? No, that's not really how it works. Because you have to remember how attraction works. For women, it's not about looks. Yes, looks help, but it's not all about looks. It's not all about the external factors, your looks and your money, you know, and all those things. Really, it's about the way you display your personality. This is a really common one, but I still see guys do it. So I'm going to start with it. No shirtless photos, no flexing photos, no mirror photos. <laughs> I know you've heard it. But I still see guys doing it. Why is that? Why is that a rule? So this is actually a big theme that I've seen in my coaching. When people, and I actually, I've talked with women as well, and so I've done research with them as well. And when people build their profile, they think about how they look to themselves. And let me give you an example of that. The second thing is no group photos. And for you, you look at a group photo and you go, obviously that's me on the left. Because you've known yourself for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And a stranger doesn't have that. They look at that photo and they go, I don't know which one he is. And the shirtless photos, the flexing photos, the reason that that a guy does that is like, hey, I've worked hard on my body. I want to show that off. And when a woman sees that, that is the last thing she sees. What she sees instead is, I'm a douchey guy who thinks I can just flex and I'll get you to drop your panties. And needless to say, she doesn't really respond well to that. So it's actually really trying to come from a way of looking at it as, how is she going to react to this? And that's a big theme in the second part, but that's really important in the first part. So that's why no shirtless photos and new group photos, because she's going to look at it and go, uh, okay, there's three dudes. I, I don't really recognize any of the three dudes. I don't know which one you are. So this is just kind of a wasted photo if not a frustrating one, which is actually what a lot of women say. The third thing is no sunglasses photos. And I know this is a little hard because outside in the sunshine is a beautiful shot. You're well lit. It's good for photography rules. But sunglasses, the problem is it's kind of like going on a date with a paper bag over your head. The other person just can't connect with you. And again, I'm sure you've seen this as you're looking at photos. You see This girl, and she, you know, okay, cute body, she does some interesting stuff, her profile sounds nice, but all of her photos, she's wearing sunglasses. And so you're kind of like, I don't know, I I mean, I'm interested partly, but I'm kind of not connecting with her much. Well, for women, that connection through the eyes is even more important. And so sunglasses photos not only are a turnoff, they're actually an inhibitor. They get in the way of her saying, ooh, I like this guy. Yeah, I'm interested in him. Let me say yes. Let me respond to his message.
the profile is a lot different on the apps than it is in the actual dating sites. Okay. So on the apps, I only recommend one to two sentences for your profile, right? And a little tip I have is that bullets are much easier to read than paragraphs. So I, I generally recommend people in their Tinder or Hinge or whatever app you're using, I generally recommend have a section and be like, things I like, and then put a few bullets and put just the most ridiculous stuff you like, right? Because that will generate conversation rather than, hey, I'm on here. I'm not looking for a hookup. Okay, that probably means you are. Uh, or, <laughs> you know, just moved here. That's fine. How about instead, here are the things I like. Red balloons, tacos, but only with sour cream. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Do they have to Gen- be real or can they be complete jokes or how do you treat this? They should be real, but just try to be a little out there because ultimately everyone kind of seems the same. People are swiping so quickly. So if you do something that catches someone's attention, you've already given yourself a leg up and you've given them what I call email bait or text bait, right? So if you say, I like red balloons at birthday parties, I I made that up, obviously. I'm going to write to you and be like, what's up with the red balloons? What do you have against green balloons? That's cute. You know, so you've given me something to write about. I feel really smart because I've I've written something creative to you, but really you gave me that bait. Something kind of short and sweet is usually good. You don't want to make it too long and go on and on about yourself, but you don't want to leave it blank. Um, try not to be cocky, I think, because that's kind of, you know, don't be pessimistic. Don't talk about women you don't want to meet, things like that. Um, usually just, you know, saying something about you know, what you do for a living maybe and what some of your hobbies are and what kind of girl you're looking for. Um, That works sometimes. Or you can just kind of put an opener, like a question that might be fun for a girl to answer. Like, Oh, interesting. um, Okay. Like smoother, crunchy peanut butter, something like that, that kind of gets the conversation going. Uh, It might make a girl more inclined to message you first. So that's what you'll put. You're saying you put that question in the bio? Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say here is in this is only for the apps, but in the apps, you really have to stand out. So it doesn't matter how trivial what you're saying is because someone will get to who you really are on the date, right? They'll learn about you. They'll learn your values and all that. Really, the only point of the profile is to get to the first date. So lay it all on the line. I mean, uh, you know, I have a lot of, (laughs) we'll call them interesting hobbies. You know, I play mahjong and I know how to tie a bow tie and I have a dog named Scruffy. So all of these things could provide email bait for men who wanted to write. Right. Like they'll say, what's Mahjong? Exactly. (laughs) Cleaning up your profile text. So you've been browsing and I'm sure you've seen no drama, no cheaters, no guys that are just looking for a hookup. Now, when you read that, you probably just go, yeah, whatever. But stop and think for a second as you read that and really kind of listen to how it feels to you. Because how it feels is kind of like me walking up to you and saying, hi, I'm Greg. I don't like short dudes. Like, what? Why are you even opening with this? Why is that that negative thing in there? And so women respond even more to that. And they respond badly. They don't say, oh, cool. I'm not a drama girl, so I'm totally your girl. They're going to go, oh, wow, he says no drama? Jeez, he must be full of drama. So you really don't want to have any negatives in your profile, none of the you know, cheaters, 
no hookups, no relationships, whatever it is that you're like, oh man, I'm so tired of getting this. And then you put it down in your profile to say, hey, if you're into that, don't talk to me. It backfires. It just makes you, frankly, less attractive. So pull those out. I know you want to have them in, but pull them out. And by the way, this is the same thing I tell to my female clients because I work with women too. I tell them, look, I get that you're tired of whatever kind of guys you keep getting, but it doesn't work. All it does is leave a bad taste in the mouth of the guys that read your profile. And unfortunately, dudes, us having that in our profiles does the same thing for the ladies. If you get on Tinder for the first time and you set up, you know, you you pick whatever picture you think is the best, and then you put whatever bio you think is the funniest or the best or whatever, and then it doesn't work for you, like that doesn't at all, it doesn't mean that Tinder doesn't work. It doesn't mean that you're not attractive. It doesn't mean that you the right girl's not out there or anything. It just means like, okay, you just have some work to do. And that might not even be like work on yourself. It's like, okay, well, let's try changing this picture. Okay, uh, let's try writing a different bio and going a different direction with it, uh, and just play with it, and then like test that out for a week and see, you know, if you start to match with the type of of women that you'd like to date. Uh, and if you do, then then keep doing what's working. And if you're not, then then change something up. Well, Blake has. Um you know, he actually put together a list of 50 of those questions. Like, like we were talking about earlier, if you don't want to put it in your bio, just kind of like the challenge questions are always fun to start a conversation because it's so different. Women get the same thing every single time. It's just always like, Hey, how are you? You're beautiful. You're hot. Like, you know, how's your day going? Exactly. How was your weekend? You know, like so generic, nobody takes the time. And what's even worse is if you don't write back to someone and then like, you know, a few days later, they write the same message again, or they just say it a little bit differently. So then they're like, Hey, how are you? Or what's up again? And you're like, really? You think it's going to work this time? Like, <laughs> say something different. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's sort of like when you're sorting through job applications, um, you want to make your resume stand out. And it's kind of the same with your opening question. On an online dating site, there are three parts to every good email. One, something about her profile that interested you. Two, how it relates to you. And three, end with a question. So let's say, for example, you see a woman's profile and you're like, wow, I really like her. And she says she um, she went on an African safari last year. You could write something playful and be like, hey there, totally impressed that you went on an African safari last year. Um you know, I'm guessing you made it out alive since I'm seeing your picture here on, on OkCupid. Uh, any, any crazy stories about, I don't know, wildebeest chasing you? Hey, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So You're just something else. So, what'd you say? You're a master at this. Ah, something like that. But just the point is engage her a bit. You don't have to include everything in her profile. All you have to do is pick one thing latch onto it. It shows her you read the profile. And I will say, please steer clear of complimenting her, her physical, uh, attributes because a woman doesn't want to hear in the first email, you're hot, you're beautiful. You have a nice smile. You have nice lips. You have nice teeth, nice boobs. You don't want to hear any of that, right? Cause we want to be complimented for something we've earned. So the first message is the second most important part of online dating for a man. And most guys make the mistake of sending something super generic and super short. Most guys have now moved beyond the yo or the hey, which I'm I'm glad to hear that. But they've moved to the how's your day, what's up, 
hi, how are you? That's not actually any better. So here's the thing. Imagine that you were looking for a job and you got a thousand emails from companies saying, we'd like to hire you. You've got a thousand emails from companies saying, we'd like to hire you. Mm-hmm. Feel how overwhelming that is? Very. Feel how you're just like, actually, I'm, I'm kind of not interested in getting hired anymore. Like, can I just run out the door and like delete all these things? That's how women feel pretty much every day of online dating. So if you send them a, hey, how's your day? Or, hi, cutie, how are you? That's just noise. And you wasted an opportunity because you get one shot to try and get this girl to say, "Mm, interesting, let's start a conversation. So instead, you send them something about their profile. You look at their profile and you say, oh, interesting. You know, earlier I said that I was looking for someone compassionate and I see a photo of her with a dog. Great, let's talk about dogs because I like dogs. Or you see something, you know, you're looking for an ambitious woman. You see something where maybe she's at work in a photo or she mentions her job. Okay, let's talk about something that she's going to respond to. Because here's the thing. In actual basic etiquette, which people used to get taught and we don't get taught anymore, you actually learn how to create a conversation. And the way to have a good conversation is you both do your part in having it be good. And the way you do that is every time you say something, you answer their question and you ask another question. And they have to be good questions. So when you start a conversation, if you just start with, how are you? That's a terrible question because her answer is probably going to be, fine, how are you? Maybe she won't even say the how are you. But if you ask her a question that gets her to respond because it's got an interesting idea behind it, now she's going to be interested. So let's say you do something like uh, you see that her job is she's, I don't know, let's say a dentist. I was at the dentist on Friday, so that's on my mind. So she's a dentist. You say, oh, hey, I see you're a dentist. Uh, I'm actually really interested in orthodontics because my little brother is getting braces. What got you into dentistry? Now she has something to respond to that's interesting rather than just, hi, how's your day? Or, hey, cutie, what's up? Or, wow, you got a nice rack, which, by the way, I still see guys sending. (laughs) Um, Also, uh, please proofread. I know it's hard to edit your own work, but a lot of women will judge for errors. Uh, Uh, Most women will. So if you say, I want someone intelligent, you should probably spell intelligent correctly. Uh, You know, check your yours, use your apostrophes, because while some women won't care, a lot do. If you actually start putting in some effort, you stand out. And even women that are like, all right, I don't know, they're at least going to appreciate that you've sent them something good, that you've got a good profile. And so then you can start a conversation. The study found that online dating differed from conventional dating in several ways. First, online dating expanded the field of eligible matches beyond an individual's social network. In the past, an individual was typically limited to people connected to his or her social circle. Secondly, interactions no longer depended on singles being in proximity to each other or even awake at the same time. Third, conventional dating required an individual to use his or her intuition, preferences, and opinions 
to select potential dates. In contrast, online dating allowed singles to use site tools to find matches based on algorithms. These algorithms can also detect the difference between users' stated preferences and their actual behavior when it comes to the profiles they show interest in. I mean, I absolutely think it should be an addition to meeting people in real life. Nothing really replaces that, you know, get yourself out there and meet people and, you know, join activities where there's going to be women and approach people and like practice Mm -hmm. talking to people in person. That's so important. And then I think that like, depending on how much time you have and what site, you know, meets your needs, then get on the dating sites, find the one that works best for you. And then just use that as a supplement. And do you think, go ahead, go ahead, Blake. Oh, I was going to say, you know, the nice thing about Tinder is that it's very like low, like low barrier to entry. Like you said, like you can do it from your phone. It's really easy. It connects up to your Facebook. So it's already got all your pictures. You write a quick little bio and like within like instantly you're swiping or, you know, potentially looking at girls that you could go on a date with or guys. Right. So, so like there's definitely some, like there's some really easy use. But if like Christy said, I mean, if you have more time, you know, doing something like OkCupid where you're answering basically like personality questions and then also kind of rating how important those answers to you and what answers are acceptable. I mean, then you can, you can get, you can cut to like a really kind of deeper level because you'll get into questions about, you know, like religion and politics, which can be like sticking points, you know, for romantic couples mm-hmm. if you don't share the same views. On Tinder, you don't get, you don't get much below kind of surface level stuff unless people put that in their bio. Overall, the study found that there were benefits to online dating, but also significant drawbacks. The first drawback was that it is difficult to minimize deception in online dating and exclude users who have substance abuse issues or a criminal past. The second was that converting users to successful relationships actually goes against the company's desire for profit as they will lose users. I found that funny. As a result, the stated goal of a dating site conflicts with the actual business model. Third, Success stories seem to occur in spite of a site's methodology in regards to access, communications, and matching, rather than because of them. Finally, users cannot tell from a profile or online messaging whether someone is actually a compatible match. People do not know whether they actually connected with the person until they met in person. I'm going to repeat that, by the way. People do not know whether they actually connected with the person until they met in person. But when it's finally time to, you feel like, okay, I'm going to take this conversation off Tinder. Uh, which I believe is something that you should do the first day that you're talking. I don't think that you should let, you shouldn't let a conversation wait overnight if possible um, because a girl's just going to get buried with messages. So if you could do it all in one swoop and it doesn't have to be all day long, it could be five to 10 messages exchanged. Um, I mean, it might be a little more like might be a little less depending, but what I'll do is I'll, once I get to the point where I'm comfortable, I know that, that I think I would enjoy this girl's company on a date I believe that you know she's pretty interested, showing some signs that she's interested in me. I'll send two messages kind of right away in sequence. And it, the first one is just my phone number, just the numbers. And then after that, I'll send a second message that just says, use it if you want to. If not, no hard feelings. And then a little like smiley face or winky face emoji. You can only connect with someone when you meet them in person. Just reading statistics or how well someone can write or, or looking at some girls' pictures online I mean, that's not going to do much for you. Sure, if you're just looking to meet a hot girl, but if you're looking for more than that and knowing whether you're not, you're going to be successful with a girl, I mean, you're never going to know. You just will never know until you meet in person. I don't care if sites like OkCupid have like 80% match rate 
or 90%, you know, you can actually find out how compatible you are with people. It's just you're never going to know till you're in person because that's what really counts. We can sit here and fabricate an entire profile. I bet you you've done it too. I bet you you've said some little white lies about your profile or you only showed your best pictures. You know, it's like if we were to be completely honest with our dating profiles, we would show our worst pictures, our best pictures, so we know the whole range of what a person looks like. We would say everything about us. But even still then, I believe you will not know until you meet in person whether or not this is going to be a match for you. Okay. So it says here again, also most matched couples fail to connect in person, right? That's what happens. Okay. Continuing on. As a result, online dating algorithms do work in that they weed out bad matches, but they cannot predict if the positive matches will lead to a relationship. Online messaging can foster intimacy, but users cannot interpret body language and nonverbal cues without face to face interaction, right? So again, that's saying that you can't really connect or understand how a person is or what they're thinking or feeling until. You are in person with them because online dating is so new, but connecting with people is thousands and thousands of years old. So our brains were only meant to understand and connect with people in person, not just over some digital interactions. Okay, so it was one of the like one of the principles in the Tinder Hacks book, or, or I don't know, principles, just ideas is to test photos. You know, If you don't want to go out and, and ask a girl that makes you uncomfortable, you don't have the right people to ask, then let's just say if you want to test between two photos, you do it very scientifically. You write down how many matches you currently have, which if it's brand new, it might be zero. That's fine. Whatever it is, write down that number. Change out your primary profile picture, your very first one, to one of the photos you want to test. Do not change any, anything else in your anything else in your profile at all. All the other pictures stay the same. All the bios stay the same. And then swipe right on 100 girls, which you can count. And just I would just do it very quickly. Just swipe, 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 so that it's easy to try. Swipe everyone. Right. Pretty much. Uh, and then after you finish that, then I would wait like 48 hours because not everybody logs on to Tinder every day, but the people that do probably log on every two days. Um, okay. So I would wait two days and then... See how many matches you have. So if you had, you know, you swiped 100 people, and then it's like, okay, you got eight matches, no, whatever, eight new matches. Okay, that's fine. Eight out of 100. Um, which actually, side note, wouldn't be that's not bad at all for a guy. Uh, and then you go well, it's and not you do, bad. You said eight out of 100. Yeah, I mean, I think I think if you're close to 10, percent you're probably a beast. Like I, I think it's <laughs> really? really it's just low. Yeah, it's really low for guys. I mean, it takes it's a numbers game. Even with the testing and stuff, it's just like. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the average is. That would actually be really interesting to know. Right. Um, For girls, it's usually like a lot higher. Oh, yeah. Girls will have like almost 100%. I never, I matched everybody. (laughs) Right. It also says in this study that women in their 20s were 10 times less likely to consider a man at least 10 years older than them. So that's interesting. Now, there's nothing you can do really there. I still think that you should go after any girl that you find yourself interested in, but it's an interesting fact. Uh, Here's another one. Women were more open to considering heavyset men, while men tended to discriminate against heavyset women in the selection process. And that might be pretty obvious for you. Maybe you're not looking for someone who's heavyset, but interesting how women are more open to considering heavyset men. So that goes to show you if you're a heavyset guy, don't be too discouraged in putting some of those pictures up, right? It might not be the worst thing that you can do. By the way, just so you know, these patterns were held at a second stage known as the messaging stage, okay? So it's not just right away, but after 
he'd been messaging with someone for a while. These findings were also echoed by another study at a sociologist at the University of Texas. So it's you know, showing that there are multiple studies that are showing the same exact things. I've studied a little bit of marketing and psychology. And one of the things that you see is if you say, I'm going to design, let's say, a new soda brand, and I'm going to make it appealing to everyone, no one will buy it. Because by trying to appeal to everyone, there's nothing interesting about it. It's just like, uh, it's a good soda. Because you can't say, it'll give you energy and try and be like a sports drink. But you also can't say, oh, it'll be this amazing full-bodied flavor as if you were going for the really high-end juice market. Because you're trying to appeal to everyone. So all you can say is, it's a tasty juice. You should buy it. And then nobody does. So basically, we're, we're, we're working on marketing ourselves to the right we customer, are. aka the right date. Exactly. And I know a lot of guys are like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, one, I'm not sure I feel good about marketing myself. And two, this sounds like a lot of work. So okay, let's talk about the first one first. You're marketing yourself no matter what you do. If you put up a profile that's just like, hey, I'm a good guy. I'm in you know, okay shape. You should date me. That's marketing yourself. If you put up a polarizing profile like we're talking about, that is also marketing yourself. So the question is not, should you market yourself? The question is, do you want to do a good job, a very thoughtful job about marketing yourself and get good results? Or do you want to do a not very good job and get not great results? And frankly, that's why most guys that I talk to are frustrated with dating is they haven't put a lot of effort into their profile and they're not getting much out of it. They get a couple occasional dates and they're all pretty mediocre. Then they go on one amazing date every once in a while and then that doesn't work. And they're like, well, this online dating thing just doesn't work. I think you should be focusing on all different paths and it shouldn't just be about finding people through your friends and family, but all the different areas. Also, here's another one. Smokers were 10 times less likely to be considered, which uh, which was very interesting. So if you're smoking, well, you shouldn't be anyways, because it's terrible for your health and it will cause you to uh, have problems in the future. But it's also very unattractive to women. I don't think smoking is cool uh, today as it was you know, maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago. So let's put out the cigarette there. I also want to add, and this is this is my number one, I think, pet peeve, and probably every girl that I know has the same one, is whenever you set the date, uh, or whenever you decide that you're going to go out with her, and she says, yes, you know, I, you know I'd love to, um, don't just leave it there. Con- actually make a plan and do it as soon as possible. So figure out a day and a time at the very least, and make sure she knows that. So just so you know, attraction is triggered and works when you're displaying your personality and your inner your inner qualities because that's what women have been triggered by psychologically in, in this primal way for thousands of years. They're attracted to the guy who he is in the inside, not so much on the outside because the outside didn't so much matter for survival. You know, It mattered if the guy was able to be courageous and fearless and confident in his actions and be able to be the guy who could provide for the woman, be able to keep her safe, protect her. So you need to make sure that you're focusing more on who you are on the inside and less on on working out and things like that. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't work out. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to the gym. I'm not saying you should try to be working on your appearance. Of course, those things help too. It's going to make you feel more confident anyways. Okay, But in the long run, it's more beneficial to first start working on the inner qualities on who you are 
and being able to know how to converse with a woman and to display your personality. It's more important to work on that far before you start working on your looks, okay? The looks are just the icing on the cake. Because on the websites, you do want to put more detail into your profile. You know, you definitely don't want a blank profile anytime. But on an app, you know, you've generally got a limitation of like four sentences or so. Depending on the app, sometimes it's a little more or less. But you've generally got about a paragraph. But on a website, like let's say OKCupid or Match or eHarmony, you've got a lot more room, which also gives you a lot more opportunities to shine the light on those awesome parts of you. Because now you've got two paragraphs or even four paragraphs that you can put together stuff about all these different facets of you that are going to attract this kind of woman. So many guys I've talked to are like, oh my God, I hate it when a woman ghosts me. I hate it when a woman benches me. It's just like, it's awful. And the funny thing is, all of the women that I talk to say the exact same thing. They hate being ghosted. They hate getting these sort of strung along experience. It's terrible. And so be a man about dating. Date well. When you know you're not interested in someone, tell them. Doesn't have to be, you know, anything long. Just be like, hey, you know, nice chatting, not interested, good luck. Or, you know, hey, date was nice, good meeting you, good luck on here, whatever you want. But don't ghost them. Don't leave them hanging. Because you've had that happen 5, 10, 50, a lot of times. You know how much it sucks. Sucks just as much for her. I wouldn't recommend, like, unless you have something incredibly different to say, I don't know. If a girl doesn't write back to you, it could be for a lot of reasons. Maybe try again, but don't try a third time and don't get mad if she doesn't write you back because she could be back with an ex-boyfriend. She could just be having a busy week. And, you know, it kind of does show a little bit of desperation to, to message twice in a row. And it's amazing, too. So many of the women that when I was single, I'd say, hey, you know, nice meeting you. I'm just not really feeling it. They'd be like, thank you. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm bummed that you said no, but like, thank you for telling me that. I appreciate it. And same for when I would get people, you know, women saying, hey, you know, nice meeting you, but I'm not feeling it. I'd be like, oh man, I was really excited about her. But thank you. Like, thank you for telling me because now I'm not sitting there thinking, well, is she interested? She, you know, is she going to say yes? I just know. And you'll get, and so over, you'll get over it pretty fast. Exactly. Just like you would want some closure, if you went out with a woman you really liked and she just disappeared and stopped returning your calls, women don't like that either. That's good. That's good. I mean, I think more people should do that. It would create a definitely a happier environment. And exactly. uh, it's just not really good to lead people on. You know what I mean? So I always say, though, to guys and girls alike, if they're not emailing you, they're not you know, getting back to you, they're obviously not interested. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the best thing to do, like you said, would be to you know, let them know. Exactly. Be honest, but honest in a tactful way. Don't be like, don't be like, yeah, we can't go out again. You need to lose 30 pounds. More like there was an article recently about that with um, a guy who, I don't know if you saw this. It was a guy who on one of the dating apps, uh, or maybe just over text was texting a girl and he kept saying, you are so funny and so pretty. And I've been following your social media. And she's like, uh, okay, great. Why are you writing? And he goes, well, I can't get around it. 
I'm not going to curse, but he, he did curse. He said, you effing need to lose weight. Oh my gosh. Wait. Oh wait, my where, God. Where did he say this to her? It was over text. It's a story that just came out this week and she had the best response ever. She texted him a picture of herself eating Chipotle. <laughs> 